meetings that we have on the adjustment budget. Uh, we have invited department in the last meeting um, <clears throat> to give us the the, the adjusted budget and how they are going to reprioritize some of the targets uh, because um, of the cuts that was experienced. Um, as at the time we we're dealing with the adjustment budget as tabled by the minister, the department had not presentation now. The department has not presented their APP and threat plan, adjusted APPs and threat plan. We've got uh, the presentation here. Do I first have to save it? Open up volume. Can you <laughs> mute your mic? And now we are um, going to engage with the department. They have tabled their AP, adjusted APP and adjusted threat plan. We are now going to uh, engage them. But before we do that, as usual, I'm going to request that we observe a moment of silence for meditation and prayer. As we remember those that have been have passed on uh, through this uh, pandemic that is ravaging our country um, and wishing those that are uh, positive, uh, speedy recovery. Uh, can we observe a moment of silence? Thank you very much, and amen. Can we note the apologies, Koliswa? Uh, Morning, Chaperson. Uh, only have the apology from the Minister of Human Settlements. I'm told she is bereaved. Thank you, Chair. Okay. Yes, can I come in? Yes, uh, Rebecca. Please know that the apology of um, Shelly, Honorable Shelly Mokoto. Thank you. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I w then we'll proceed. I want to take this opportunity uh, to welcome the DMs are the DMs uh, in line, uh, Koliso? Honorable DM uh, Chwete and DM Mashlobo. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Honorable DMs, you're welcome and your teams to this meeting. We have engaged with your adjustment budget in the last meeting and then you have tabled your adjusted plans we are now welcoming you to engage us on them. Um, Honorable Chwete. Please unmute your mic, Honorable Chwete. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do it? 
Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, Chair. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, greetings to, to all members of the Portfolio Committee and Human Settlements, Water and Sanitation, and officials from National Department of Human Settlements, <coughs> led by Acting DG, <coughs> Acting DG Lishaban. I'm sorry, Chair, I'm, <coughs> I have the flu, so my voice might not be very clear. Chairperson, I would like to thank you and the committee for affording us the opportunity to present the impact of special adjustment budget on strategic and annual performance plan for the current medium term strategic framework, as well uh, for the current financial year's annual performance um, plans, that is APP. When we appeared before the committee in May and last week respectively to present our MTSF and APP plans as well as the adjusted budget for the financial 2021. We did report that we have been directed by the National Treasury to go back and adjust our plans to be in line with the reality of COVID-19 and its impact on our work. Following last week revised budget presentation to the portfolio committee. We have also finalized the revised and medium strategic framework and annual performance plan so that they respond to budget adjustment and have duly incorporated interventions responding to the impact of COVID-19. Indeed, Chair, as we have indicated last week, that the downward adjustment of the budget will directly translate to the fact that going forward, we will be forced to also live with the reality of reduced targets for the medium-term strategic framework and annual performance plan. Chairperson, <coughs> uh, I am going to hand over to the acting DG to do the presentation and it's a comprehensive uh, pre presentation, um, Chair. And we will also tell you more about how we are trying to shift gears in our performance going forward. I think without wasting time, um, um, uh, Chair, if you allow me, uh, Acting DG Lishabane uh, would be the one presenting the, 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 the presentation. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, GM. Uh, for now, we'll give it to the MG Mashawo because you are sharing the platform before we go into the uh, give okay. to the Director General. All right. Thank GM you, Chair. Yes, Comrade Chair. Your Excellency, morning. Morning to you. And to all the members, and including Mampem. Mampem, I'm going And, and and get well. I hope I your COVID. Yeah, thank tele, you. Tele, system, ne? Your <laughs> Excellency, Chairperson, thank you very much, Semenya uh, and other members of the committee. In our case, uh, we are having that the, the administration team is led by the acting DG chair, uh, Trevor Barza, who is part of the minister's advisory team. 
is going to be making a presentation like the introductory remarks made by Oman Pem. Um, we're not going to go chapters into too much detail. Our presentation will indicate that um, after government made the decision and the special budget was passed uh, by, by, by parliament when our Honorable Minister Mbowen presented the budget, the department has also been affected because there had to be reprioritization of budget chair. Uh, uh, more than one point, uh, 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 more than one billion rand was supposed to have been taken away. But because of the importance of water, that particular budget chairperson was brought back to the department. And uh, we only have about 200 and something million that was taken away. The department then when they present it, they will indicate to you that this money is going mainly to support local government, especially municipalities, and also ensure that certain projects or program around water resources are supported. That's what we'll demonstrate with the presentation. And in the presentation, we'll also just indicate at a high level, Chairperson, that the indicators and the outputs that you have actually approved, Your Excellencies, there have not been any changes. That's the summary of the presentation that uh, after chair, you ask us to come and appear in front of the committee on behalf of the ministry, we should be able to demonstrate that. Thank you very much, Your Excellency, Madam Chair. Thank you, DM. In terms of our agenda, we were starting with the water and sanitation today. Uh, acting DG Trevor, please um, don't repeat what you have done to us last time. What you must show us is the change that we are bringing in into your plans. DG? Madam Chair, can you hear me? Yes, 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 I can. Good morning, uh, good morning, Honourable Chair. Good morning, Honourable Members. Good morning, uh, Honourable uh, uh, DM uh, Chwete and DM Mashobo. Um, uh, I greet you all. Um, we have uh, sent in a brief presentation which will focus, uh, and I'll run through it very quickly, Madam Chair, on the changes in the APP um, in, 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 in particular. You'll recall last week when, when um, when we presented, we indicated the uh, that yes, the changes to the budget yes, having uh, only um, a slight decrease of 250 uh, million in terms of the change downwards in the budget. Although there was a 1.5 billion rand shift, where funds were moved from, were shifted from the grant programs into support of the phase two of the COVID-19 water supply program. So, while if you have a look at that slide four, the shift was 1.755 billion. We had 1.5 
1.498 billion that came back. So the revised allocation to the department is 16.959 billion. Next slide, please. We shifted from the grant program. So there are no adjustments to the strategic plan that we tabled on 12 March. However, we have made an adjustment to the APP for the current year. It was tabled yesterday in Parliament, and I see in the notices from yesterday that it's been recorded as having been received the adjusted amended performance plan. So I will go through the adjustments that are made mainly on programs two and three. Thanks, Chair. Next slide. However, we have made so I will go through the four programs. Nevertheless, program one, there are no changes to the outcomes and outputs. There is tabled on the 12th of March. The majority of the targets in that program, Madam Chair, are limited in relation to compliance requirements. So those stay as they are, and there won't be any changes there. The only reduction on the budget there is in relation to COE and the negative, uh, won't have any negative impact at this stage. It's just a lateness uh, a shift in terms of when uh, vacant posts, uh, adverts for vacant posts will be put out in the filling of those posts. So there's no uh, negative impact on the, uh, on, on the program at this point in time. Next slide, please. Uh, program two, I'm going to run through the slides very quickly, Madam Chair, the only a change in terms of the outcome on ecological infrastructure protected and restored is, if you look in, this, in the third column from the left, the numbers of rivers which uh, uh, the river ecosystem uh, status is monitored, and there's a shift downwards of 83 uh, rivers down to 59 for the current year. But in the outer years, the, the, the target remains the same. Next slide, please. Madam Chair, I seem to be out of sync there now. I don't know whether this, why the slides aren't changing. Sinky. Madam Chair, I'm going to move. Uh, uh, move. Uh, this on now. On, uh, no, they've gone far too far down. I need to be on slide eight, please. There we are. Now go to slide nine. Um, Madam Chair, in terms of the water demand uh, uh, reduced and water supply increased, you'll see that there are no adjustments in terms of those uh, targets for the year. Next slide, please, slide 10. Slide 10. Madam Chair, I must apologize. There's a slight delay in the movement of the slides. I'll move on while I wait for the slides to catch up with me. In terms of the uh, water water demand reduced and water supply increased, there are no adjustments there either. Though that stays as it was uh, in the uh, last financial year as well. Next slide, please. Uh, 
sorry, not in the last financial year, in terms of the, uh, the APP table. Uh, slide 11, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the outputs there on the water resources monitoring, the gauging stations and the eight large water supplies to be assessed. There are no adjustments there either. Next slide, please. Slide 12 on the uh, five records of uh, records of implementation decisions and the 41 feasibility studies for bulk water supply and sanitation services. There are no adjustments there either. Those stay as they were. Next slide, please. In terms of the water and sanitation, regularly prescripts developed. Uh, that's on the uh, the bill and the uh, water resources strategy three. There's no adjustment there either. Next slide, please. In terms of the national sanitation integration integrated plan and the national fecal sludge management strategy for on-site sanitation, there are no adjustments there either. Next slide, please. Um, there's a slight adjustment here, which you'll see, uh, Madam Chair, in terms of the uh, wardens, uh, the, the number of district municipalities with completed five-year uh, water services delivery and implementation plans. Um, there you've got a, a move from the 27, which we had in the plan uh, tabled on the uh, 12th of March, and that moves down to 10, and the uh, provinces where those plans will be completed are the two in the Eastern Cape, four in KZN, two in Limpopo, and two in, uh, in, uh, in Northwest. Um, so, and, and then with regard to the annual Musa reports, there's no adjustment there. Next slide, please. Um, in terms of the number of bulk raw water projects ready for implementation and the number of bulk raw water projects under construction, as well as the number of bulk water uh, uh, projects to be completed, there's no adjustment there. And uh, Madam Chair, I should have indicated that I'm now on program three, which is water infrastructure development. The slide 17, which is the number of regional infrastructure projects, we had 103 projects uh, which were due, uh, uh, which uh, were included in the APP. Uh, that has moved up to 110 uh, under construction. So the change there is a positive change upwards. Um, and then the number of regional bulk infrastructure uh, project phases completed is uh, just a, uh, a change of one project down in terms of completion. And that, that, that change will largely be as a result of the um, uh, delays uh, which we've had in terms of the uh, first part of the financial year uh, with the uh, hard lockdown, Madam Chair. Next slide, please. Um, uh, Madam Chair, the number of small research projects under construction, uh, we had originally 349 in the, uh, in, in the, uh, uh, in the APP. Uh, you now will have 326, a slight adjustment uh, downwards, also due to, uh, uh, due to a late start. But as I indicated during the last uh, uh, 
engagement we had last week, Madam Chair, is that the uh, budget shift will be towards the uh, sustainability of the COVID uh, phase one intervention that we've, we've made. So um, there will be a shift in focus in terms of the sustainability of those projects, but quite a small uh, shift uh, downwards there. In terms of the number of research projects completed, there's an upward movement there from 102 to 105. And uh, in terms of the uh, bucket eradication program, there's no adjustment on that one. Next slide, please. Um, under the uh, uh, scheduled maintenance of projects, uh, where our targets were 80% and uh, uh, was 80%, there's no adjustment. On unscheduled maintenance, uh, greater than 20%, there's no adjustment there either. Next slide, please. Um, in terms of the adherence to water supply agreements, uh, authorizations and operating rules, uh, no adjustments. In terms of the number of dam safety uh, evaluations, no adjustment there. The number of dam safety rehabilitation projects, which was two, there's no adjustment there. And the number of kilometers of conveyance systems rehabilitated, 2.5 kilometers, there's no adjustment there either. Next slide, please. And the program four, Madam Chair, uh, there are no adjustments to the uh, um, uh, outcomes there uh, in terms of the uh, APP, which was tabled on the 12th of March. And uh, next slide, please, 2021, 22. So, Ma Madam Chair, what I'm going to suggest is that uh, from slide 22 onwards, that is the uh, that reflects the uh, the um, adjustments that will be made to the annexure D of the APP. That's page one uh, page uh, next slide, please, Sinki. Page one fifty two onwards, and you'll see there we list uh, the mega projects and the large projects uh, uh, by uh, by municipality. Uh, the small projects uh, and also the research projects, those that will be uh, under construction during the year and in the outer column, those which would be completed uh, during the year. So that's just the um, a reflection of the the way that the annexure D of under program three will look uh, on page 152 onwards. Madam Chair, I will stop there if I could um, and uh, um, conclude my my presentation unless you want me to go into detail uh, of uh, on on the project by reading out each of the projects but i uh, i think the lists are there and the uh, they they very similar to the annexure d on page 152 onwards in the app thanks madam chair thank you very much um, uh, acting dg trevor um can we Go to Acting DG Lishabani. Thank you, Chairperson. The presentation I will load it from my side.
Acting DJ looks bright. Chairperson, you could see he has got colors. Uh, we like that. We like that uh, acting DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. No, he's wearing red. Um, Chairperson, the we 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 are presenting the revised uh, corporate plan as well as the revised annual performance plan um, as tabled. However, um, is the document visible? Still coming. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I. I have to submit to the committee that even though we are presenting this uh, revised plans, we do so when the full impact of the COVID-19 pandemic is still unfolding. So it is a shifting plate uh, scenario for us because we anticipate further disruptions and adjustments to the program, not simply because we want to chairperson, but the reality is that the people who account for the number of infections, number of deaths, um, in some way or other, form part of the delivery chain uh, that we work with. Members here would be aware that the MEC in the Northwest passed on. Of course, that has huge implications for the department in the Northwest um, and the program. So I'm just highlighting the chairperson. But for the purpose at hand, my presentation chair will cover these six areas. Uh, I'll go back to the consolidated sector indicators, revised strategic plan, and cover the just highlights on the revi revisions to the a annual performance plans. The adjusted budget, even though we dealt with it last year, last week, we will reflect on that in passing and then uh, conclude chairperson. Chair, the, of course, we are, as per the arrangements in governance and oversight, presenting this to the committee. Um, safe to say, Chairperson, the reason I'm going back to the sector indicators, Chair, is simply for the committee to be aware and alive to what this vote set out to buy and deliver. Chair, you will notice that the hard targets, as in the numbers around whatever we have to deliver, and this is the heart of the program, Chair, um, the 85,000 units that were planned, the 45, 44,000 service sites, number of community residential units, uh, informal settlements upgraded, all of these chairperson are what is the subject of our engagements with the provinces and the metros. 
I do this chair upfront so that uh, members can appreciate that adjusting these numbers is work that we are currently seized with. Uh, I know last week I submitted to the committee that provinces would be submitting revised plans in this regard. Um, chair, most provinces came back to us simply indicating that it was not possible for them to submit as was required last week. Even though most all of them submitted draft versions, we can't work with draft. We wanted signed off approved plans. So that's what is coming in this current week. But Chair, we will then recalibrate these targets according to the reductions in the budgets. I thought I must start here, Chairperson, to uh, confirm to the committee that these hard numbers uh, behind them, it's projects that have been contracted, projects that have been communicated with communities. So many provinces wanted a bit of space to be able to go back and revisit uh, those contracts, adjust the contracts and so forth and so forth. Um, I do so, Chair, because ultimately that's what you're measuring the numbers and the performance of the grants around. Um, now, Chair, let me get into the strategic plan and indicate where the changes have been. Chair, I, I, I'll go through this part quite quickly because for the National Department, it was not so much a significant shift as much as it was an adjustment where we saw fit and uh, the bulk of it remains unchanged and uh, members would would see when they compare this uh, adjusted uh, plan vis-a-vis that which was previously tabled chair insofar as the first program administration there's really no no changes in this respect um we're still aiming to uh deliver unqualified audit opinions um, we still chairperson pursuing our program two, which is around integrated human settlements planning and development. And again, chair, even in this regard, there's really no changes, chairperson. Uh, I'll come back to where the changes are. You will see where in this program two, there's been an adjustment. Um, it's in respect of the number of evaluation studies that we, we've had to revisit. Further to that, Chairperson, um, same program, other parts of the program have not been changed, Chairperson. Um, I proceed to the informal settlements upgrading program. You will see, Chairperson, that our targets in this respect over the five years remain unchanged. Uh, members would recall that the informal settlements upgrading program becomes the single most prioritized program uh, within human settlements going forward. Chair, what we've also done was to revisit the types of impact evaluation uh, reviews that we will undertake. You'll see the highlight in red indicates that. Chair, other than that, there are no further changes in this program. Similarly, for the rental program, <coughs> there's 
very few refinements and you will see in this case the changes that we are confirming relate to uh, sorry, the slides don't seem to be moving now. Uh, okay. Um, all right, there we go. The I was on affordable rental, right? Uh, <coughs> the point I was making, Chairperson, is that in this instance, there's no changes in this program. Um, in the affordable housing program, that's the gap market. What changes is again, the impact studies, the timing and the number thereof. Chair, I confirm chairperson that specifically, and this is what members would want to look at, uh, what really has changed in this strategic plan of course, when we looked at the narrative, we had to take into account the necessary adjustments, disruptions, challenges, and opportunities that are brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, program one, as I indicated, there were no changes. Program two, it was simply the reprioritization of the funding model that NIDA, we reprioritize it to the next financial year. The impact evaluations, were reduced from 12 to eight. Uh, again, Chair, this is simply because the impact evaluation requires extensive on the ground uh, data collection. And we are accepting that there are very serious limits in that respect. We are having to find new methods of doing so. And we also had to adjust the technical indicator descriptions uh, just so that at a point of reporting and accounting, we are able to do so without impediment. Chair, on program three, it was not so much um, a change because we increased the evaluations to four in respect of informal settlements upgrading, but also Chair adjusted the technical indicator descriptions. Um, you will see Chairperson for program four, we also increased the number of evaluations as I indicated and also adjusted the technical indicator descriptors. Chair, the technical indicator descriptions are significant in that at a point of reporting, you want to be sure what exactly is the source of data that you are going to look at, how that data is collected and so forth. So that is why we had to make those adjustments because a lot of the work that we used to do would require that you verify on the ground. We're now having to find new methods of achieving the same. The affordable rental housing program chair, we increased the valuations simply because it relates to the impact that you're achieving even under these circumstances. And again, refinements to the technical indicator descriptions. Chair, the annual performance plan Again, Chairperson, for the National Department, um, while there are dependencies on program, pro provinces and municipalities, we confirm, Chairperson, that, uh, and for purposes of focus, I've just highlighted in yellow on the screen where the current financial year uh, performance 
priorities and targets are. You will see, Chairperson, uh, there's, in fact, very little changes in this respect. I say so, Chairperson, because the large part of what we do as a national department relates to then administering the overall system of delivery, um, as well as supporting the provinces and the municipalities and clarifying policy and the funding thereof. So you will see, Chairperson, in the revised APP, I'm just highlighting, Chairperson, this part in yellow is the year in question. And the same goes for all the slides where you'll see now program one, that's administration. We are continuing with the targets as where the parts that have, have changed, Chairperson, you will see they will be highlighted in red. I don't want to take much of the committee's time. Um, you will see when it comes to integrated human settlements planning and development program, that's program two. Um, Chair, you will see that the revitalization of distressed mining communities in the provinces affected remains unchanged. Here's where we changed, Chairperson. When it comes to the security of tenure, members should recall we used to have the breakdown of title deeds from pre-94, post-94, pre-2014, post-2014, and then new. What we've done, we've adjusted this in line with the changed financial arrangements in terms of the grants, because all of this is now funded through one source, which is the HSDG, and it's ring-fenced within that. So what you will see there, Chairperson, that the support that will provide to provinces to register all title deeds in backlog is what is now the single target that we are pursuing. Similarly, further to that, title deeds in respect of new developments going forward is the distinction that we are making so that any new development going forward from now does not proceed without proper or complete township establishments and so forth. So that is how we've then made the adjustments there, Chairperson. Uh, further to that, Chairperson, in program two, there's no other changes. Again, it is in relation to the evaluation impact studies that we'll conduct. Chair, I proceed now to uh, the program three, informal settlements upgrading. Again, Chairperson, you will see that there's no changes as what in terms of what was submitted in so far as the upgrading uh, program rolled out in provinces and municipalities, the assessments that will undertake, the research that will undertake around informal settlements is what will continue. Similarly, the administration of the grants and the monitoring of the projects, that remains unchanged, Chairperson. Now, when I move over to Program 4, again, there is no significant changes. All that we did, Chairperson, as I said before, was to adjust the technical ind indicators, but also, Chair, to refine the impact evaluation that we'll undertake in this respect. Again, the rental program remains unchanged, as I said. The gap housing, or rather affordable housing program, the only change is in respect of the performance assessment insofar as the FLISP subsidy is concerned, the Help Me Buy subsidy. Chair, uh, other than that, we again summarize 
where the changes have been. You will see the large part of the changes, Chairperson, and uh, uh, revisions related to the technical indicator descriptions. Chair, uh, as I indicated, program one for quarter two and three, the targets there, Chairperson, have had to adjust in line with the now revised audit plan. Members would be aware that the audit cycle has then changed because there were deadlines that were shifted, so we've had to do the same. Similarly, program two, as I indicated, we then consolidated the title deeds target. Uh, at first, there were four. Now we've consolidated into two, as I indicated, so that the backlog is dealt with as one, but also the new developments are dealt with as another. Um, the revisions to the technical indicator descriptions, that's what we've also done for uh, distressed mining communities, for the monitoring of projects under implementation, but also, Chairperson, the funding model has had to be shifted uh, into the second year, uh, and that's what we, we, we've revised. Chair, program two further changes. Again, these relate, Chairperson, specifically to the technical indicator descriptions uh, because we've had to change the modus operandi around how we deliver on this. Program three, Chairperson, informal settlements upgrading. Again, um, it was to adjust the quarterly targets on the evaluations of the upgrading program because there's some work you can't do uh, and couldn't be done anyway under the circumstances of a national disaster. Um, the technical indicator descriptions have also had to be changed for that. Chair, program four, as it relates to rental and social housing program, um, we've had to adjust the evaluations as we would undertake, but also chairperson refine the technical indicator descriptions. Chair, I confirm for the last program as in affordable housing, we've had to, again, refine how, Chair, we undertake the program uh, assessment because initially, Chairperson, the, the, the manner in which you undertake this, you require to collect that data in a particular way. We then had to change in this regard um, so that it's, 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 it's in line with the current circumstances. Um, Chair, let me also confirm the last bullet there relates to the TID as it relates to technical capacity development, because uh, we then require to undertake and review more of the sector impact in so derived from the COVID-19. So does the sector capacity remain in place? How is it changing? And therefore, Chairperson, that's what we've had to, to look at. The adjusted budget, Chairperson, I won't take a lot of time, safe to say that there's a reduction from 31 billion rands to 29 billion rands. Uh, it's a reduction of 2.2 billion rands. And in the main chair, that change relates to the um, conditional grants. You will see on the grants, there's a reduction, net reduction of 2 billion rands. The bar, large part of it, the 1.7 billion rands from the HSDG, the 1.1 billion rands from the Urban Settlements Development Grant that goes to the metros. And Chair, that is really the heart of the matter there, that 
we are now having to work, um, pull an extraordinary effort to find the adjustments at project level with the provinces and the metros. And that is proving to be challenging, but it's feasible. That's what we are concluding in this week, Chairperson. That goes, that, um, that deals with the questions around the sector indicators, because ultimately, if you reduce the capital grant, the output will reduce uh, proportionally. Chair, I think I can safely, the other grants, Chairperson, you would have seen the HSDG, I've talked to this, it's reduced. The uh, Urban Settlement Development Grant, it's also reduced. The Title Deeds Grant is also reduced, Chairperson. Um, what we are left with, Chairperson, sorry, before I conclude, I've skipped one important part, and I want to go back to, to that with your permission, Chair. What you will see, Chairperson, in this slide is the Provincial Emergency Housing Grant that has increased by 377 um, million to 672 million. Again, Chairperson, that's a very important adjustment because for us, the emergency housing under these circumstances has become quite central in the upgrading of informal settlements. Further to that, Chairperson, we introduced, as we explained this before, uh, two specific additions to our transfers to entities, we're introducing a 300 million rents allocation for rental, affordable rental relief, and a further rental or 300 million for affordable rental relief for tenants who do not stay in social housing units. Uh, that's work in progress in time, we'll come back to the committee once that framework is finalized. Chairperson, allow me to conclude uh, that really is an outline of all the changes that we've introduced in our uh, five-year plan and the annual performance plan. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Tindiji uh, Leshabani. Honorable members, that was the presentation for both departments. I now invite members to engage with the report. So can I get uh, Honorable Shuswai? Good morning and the members and the the department, uh, the two DMs that are present in the meeting. Thank you very much for the presentation again, uh, acting uh, DJ. I've got only one area. It's the presentation that is just made by the Prime Minister Shabani with a red coat. It doesn't say anything. It's a coat, but the color is red. <clears throat> Just the, 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 the query that is always raised in the meeting, Chairperson, of a, an understanding 
of a development model. I'm listening very carefully the practice that has been presented by um, the acting DG that you will not start the program and finalize the program without business plans by the municipalities. And also, and also you are awaiting for those that have not submitted because it will cause a disjuncture in your program if you uh, proceed without them. I, I, I like that view because it is a, a development model in practice, a, which is a, within the COVID-19 plans. But a, a, a proposal, Chair, that says in the process for you to be effective, more effective, I don't want to say you are not effective, I'm saying more effective, effective, you should make sure that you identify those municipalities that had delays of utilizing the budget and some of them, the budget is returned back to the coffers of the national department. You should know those ones because COVID-19 is calling for a change on how to do things. You must shift around the issues so that we have a different plan to deal with them. I, I raised the issue, Chad, because last time we had the presentation from provinces. There were provinces that were zero in the implementation of programs. Those provinces need to be known so that they have their own way, uh, you have your own way to deal with them differently. Because COVID-19 necessitates a, all the time an emergency of interventions. I wanted to raise that, that view, Chair, as I listened to the presentation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chair. Honorable, thank you very much, Honorable Sukai. Honorable Powell. Morning, Chairperson. Morning, um, colleagues and, and Honorable Deputy Ministers. I've got quite a lot of questions, Chair. They all centre around human settlements. Um, the Acting Director General said that the provinces hadn't yet submitted uh, the revised targets. I think that that's on uh, that. Yeah, that is on page slide uh, page five of the presentation. So this was obviously <clears throat> tabled before Parliament yesterday, this revised APP, but by the, by the acting DG's own admission, uh, the, the targets still need to be recalibrated. So I'd like to understand what the legal process to follow is around that, because now an APP has been tabled um, before Parliament that, that, that doesn't contain the actual revised targets. So if the, D, the acting DG can just write down two questions on that, I'd like to know uh, what the what the process to follow in submitting a further revised APP will be once those targets come in. Um, and 
why the provinces did not meet their deadline. I mean, we've been in this crisis now since March. We've known that the, the budget is being revised. We had, as a parliamentary portfolio committee, the, the, the budget presented to us uh, last week. So, you know, there's been a lot of warning. What is the reason? I understand that the MEC for the Northwest is sadly deceased and may his soul rest in peace. But I just I can't understand these delays. So, yeah, if we could just please have the process to follow. Um, and then just bear with me on the on the title deed uh, restoration grant. I'm looking at the, the information pla uh, uh, sheet that was given to us. Um, the, the title deed restoration grant was identified as a priority program for the National Department, but uh, 377 million rand has now obviously been reallocated from that title deed restoration grant to the emergency housing grant, which is in, in some ways understandable given, you know, the, the crisis that our, our, our country faces in, in housing at this time. But I'd just like to understand uh, how this reduction impacts the work of the department over the medium term um, and how this has impacted the number of title deeds that will still be issued under the program. And then uh, further to that, I noticed that the city of Cape Town has this morning released a media statement stating that the um, the deeds office remain closed. Closed. So I'd like to understand um, why the deeds office is still closed. Um, what I know that the Minister of Cogt is responsible for the regulations, but I mean we've got the post offices open, EPWP is open, Parliament's open. You know, most of government is open. Why is the deeds office still closed? And and what remedial actions are being taken by the department? And how is that going to further impact? Uh, deeds are, are, are a serious crisis in this country. Um, and then this is a question to either one of the um, deputy ministers. I, I, I'm very concerned that our minister has not joined this portfolio committee now for you know, a number of meetings. It's understandable that the minister is a very busy woman, but we seem to perpetually be given her apologies. Now, you know, that raises questions over whether or not, uh, you know, she considers the work of this committee to be important. But nevertheless, Deputy Minister Mishlobel, um, I remain concerned that, you know, we've been in this committee now in the sixth term of parliament for over a year, and we still have an acting director general in human settlements and an acting director general in water and sanitation. Um, uh, I know he's sick at the moment, but can this committee please get an understanding? I've submitted parliamentary questions on this. I've written to the minister and I have received no concrete answer. It, it really is unconscionable that this department, given the gravity and the importance of the work that it does and the massive budget that it carries, will still have director generals who really don't have the authority and the teeth to, to carry out the necessary reforms because they are acting and therefore in, 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 in certain ways at the behest of the political leaders. So, uh, uh, Honourable Minister, um, or Deputy Minister Mishlobo, please could we get an indication as to uh, when those positions will be will be filled and finalised. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, Honourable Powell, Honourable Musala. I phone you after two minutes and let me think. Thank you. Um, thanks so much, Chairperson. Uh, uh, I'm not going to take uh, a lot of your time. Firstly, the regular representation from both uh, the 18 DGs, 
Human Settlement, Water and Sanitation. Uh, I'm going to start with the Human Settlement issue. Uh, Honorable Powell have already touched on that with regards to the emergency housing grant received from the TICAC deed of an amount of 377.82. So my question is, is, is different from her question. Can the department provide a list of projects and schedules for implementation to the committee? How is this housing solutions going to be rolled out under this grant during this pandemic? And what is the target of number of households to benefit from this um, this uh, pro, pro, uh, pro process? The number two question is allocations of grant to human settlement delivery grant and uh, urban settlement development grant have been reduced. What is the anticipated delay impact in terms of planned project? Are there no extra charges being incurred on the side of the department during this? Uh, when we are, we are, we are, we are, we are maybe in the in the impact of um, rolling out a project. And then the other question will go to the water and sanitation. Um, my first question is: It looks like there's no clear time frames for completion of targets for COVID-19 in terms of phase one and phase two. Can we have that? Because we don't have them. We don't see them on the presentations. Number two is what are the challenges that the district municipalities faced when revising the business plan with regards to disbursement of regional bulk infrastructure grant and water services infrastructure grant? And what is the immediate impact of the revisions on RBG and WISIC on service delivery in affected community? I've also learned that part of the reallocated funds for COVID-19 that is the 1.4 billion will be used for long-term reticulation intervention. Does the department have an action plan or a proposal to determine how the long-term reticulation network will be used and which areas have been identified for this intervention? In nutshell, uh, Chairperson, when doing this intervention, we must also bear in mind that people have no water at all. Look at King district at large. Our people are struggling. Mtonjanene municipality is worse. So on newsletters, media, the district mayor apologizing for this. But this problem did not start now. It started a long time ago. Recently, I saw even on, 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 on papers that in Western, in Eastern Cape, there's a first problem. People are on the street. Instead of uh, uh, being in lockdown, taking care of themselves, for 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 contracting this virus they are on street protest protesting for water there's no water in the eastern cape in majority of the villages there's nothing villages are, are facing a serious problem go to limpopo sikukune area was there there's nothing when you go there everyone comes to you and cry for you there's no water in these areas so what is that that we are doing we understand now money is been are being channeled for this COVID 19. let's try and use this COVID 19 to rescue our people in these problems that they are facing because we failed for 26 years. Let's just make sure that whatever we're doing, trying now, we do it for longer and it must not be something that is going to happen because uh, according to the people, even the tankers that they've uh, bought and sent to those rural areas, they are not assisting them because there's no infrastructure, there's no water at all. The tanks are there, there's no water. 
there's no one who's providing water to the tanks. So let's ensure that it happens. Because I was at Sikukune, I even phoned the district mayor, the, uh, I mean the district um, regional, I don't know what is that, who's dealing with these issues of tankers, to come and fill the tank with water because people were complaining that we don't have water here. So I was just uh, adding on what I've said to say that water is not there. People doesn't have water. Let's bear in mind that we we, we must also supply water in the in, in the areas of concern. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Honorable Mosala, Honorable Mvana. I'm fine for now. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Zeke. Oh, Jefferson, thank you very much. Uh, let me thank the present the two presentation by the Department of Women Settlement, Water and Sanitation. Chair, um, uh, one question to the Department of Water and Sanitation. The 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 state of water treatment wastewater treatment plant in the country it's 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 very bad and um, the presentation or the project that um, wants to address this matter I think they are very limited or there are few uh, in terms of the presentation that you are receiving I just want to get the um, the the report or the response from the Department of Water and Sanitation to say going forward how do you, how do we deal with the 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 water the wastewater treatment plant in our country and secondly chair both presentation does not indicate the targets with regard to job creation um chair i think we want to get a sense as a portfolio committee to say in terms of the money that you are giving or the budget that you are giving to both departments how are they going to deal with um the creation of jobs in the country as um, we are encouraging high unemployment mostly in the young people and the women in this country thirdly chair um I think we must get a confirmation from the Department of Women Settlement in that to say government has introduced the provincial emergency housing grant and the municipal emergency housing grant uh, pre-COVID-19. I think this was the grant that was introduced to assist both the municipalities and the provinces to deal with the national disasters um, throughout the country. One question that I want to check, Chair, it's um, with regard to the Municipal Emergency Housing Grant, because it has been a challenge uh, before to access this grant or to access assistance from the provinces. Um, are this grant, especially the Municipal um, Emergency Housing Grant, is this grant going directly to the municipalities, all the municipalities or are they going to get it as per request to the national department or to the provincial uh, department? Thanks, Chair. I think these are my three questions. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Zeki. Honorable Agas. Chairperson, good morning. Thank you and good morning to everybody. 
Um, I want to echo uh, uh, Honorable Nancy with regards to the the grants that was not spent over the last three, four years, where what impact the adjustment budget will do uh, currently with this financial year or, or, ne- or this financial year, knowing that they have not spent their grants in the previous year. And uh, if it's reducted and adjusted this this financial year, what impact would it do, will, will it do, knowing that um, they couldn't deliver and spend those budgets? Uh, secondly, I want to echo um, uh, Honourable Paul with regards to the title deeds of 377 million. Uh, is it possible that we can revise and look at that 377 million in terms of title deeds, looking and understanding that people want their title deeds for economic stimulation? people that want to perhaps sell their homes, people that can make loans at the bank because they have a title deed for extension or businesses. So that uh, 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 stimulates the economy. So, um, and how can we amplify and ensure that people can use that property to stimulate? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable August. Honorable... Thank you, Chairperson. I've been covered by uh, Honorable Siswai and uh, Honorable August. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, Do we have any member that I've not mentioned? In the list, in the uh, list. Uh, oh, he has joined. Okay, All right. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Person. Thank you, Chip. Person uh, uncovered. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Taiki. Thank you, Chair. Just one thing, Chair. The informal settlement, I think, uh, well, the plan does say what, they are go- what the department is going to do. But I think if we could have a clear program on the informal settlement, that means unpacking it so that we can see exactly what is the response of the department. We know that we are chasing a moving target. Formal settlement gets, gets just built at any time, anyhow, and we seem to be soft on that one. Thank you, sir. We've lost you, Honorable Tseki. Honorable Tseki. I've, I've spoken, sir. Okay. Chairperson. Or get but the, one good. The last, yeah, the last part you, you of India, the last now I saying okay. on the informal settlement, if the department can unpack it chair for the report probably in the next meeting on this plan, because informal settlement uh, get built anywhere anyhow, and I was saying we seems to be to be weak on addressing that whether it's municipality or province or ourselves. But I think it's our interest at the end of the day 
because it's the department that needs to build those properties. Thank you, Chair. Okay, thank you very much. Any other member? Yes, it's me, but I'm covered. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Honorable Okay. Just on the question that I've raised on the on the emergency human settlement grant, just to check with the department whether are they going to reinforce uh, that grant so that we sh we should avoid uh, the grant being utilized for something else. We know most municipalities are in dire need of finances, so yeah. Just to check if they're going to reinforce it. Thanks. Okay. Um, just to add on the questions, uh, DM and DMs and acting DGs. Um, as we appreciate the presentation, join members to welcome your presentation. The on human settlement. I'm not going to repeat what other members have said, but I just want on the. On the 300 relief uh, for affordable housing or rental housing, and 300 uh, relief for the for the those that have bonds, and and the acting DG said that uh, they are still waiting for the time the framework, um, but it doesn't have it it a deadline because it will be very helpful that we know by when are we going to get that framework and so that our people can know who is who has to benefit out of out of the relief which is a we welcome this um, relief uh, because indeed our people have been affected by the COVID and some of them they've lost their jobs they will not be able to pay their bonds and but the, the and and what is important again is if if it's meant for COVID nine COVID nineteen we should see the speed the commitment in terms of fast tracking this a uh, uh, relief so that people get assisted in the real sense the the second question is only. On, 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 on both departments, the conditional grants, which I know that they've got the condition as they go to the provinces and municipalities. But in most instances, these conditions have been evaluated as the Auditor General's outcome confirmed the, 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 the non-compliance of municipality with regards to to their allocations. Uh, what what is it that department is going to do differently? Because one of the things that we were saying, as one honourable member has indicated, what is it that we are going to do differently to make sure that the money allocated are being utilised to benefit? Uh, intended beneficiaries, and 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 my worry again, uh, both acting DGs, is that if 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 you are not if you are not getting your provinces to be up the game and municipalities, 
we are going to have problem in the near future because the mm. Minister of Finance indicated that they are going to introduce the zero budgeting. And zero budgeting, it means that we must upscale our planning, make sure that uh, our planning is long term. But with the system that we are using now and, and our municipality's performance, which is a worrisome, if we don't work together with COCTA to strengthen their capacity and help them to upscale their planning and, cap and, and increase their capacities, we are going to lose this budget. Okay, this, this, this cut, to, the cut today is, is minimal. But you, as we go into the future with the zero budgeting, we are going to have the problem. So I just want to check what is it that we're going to do it differently? Or are we ready ourselves towards this zero budgeting? Does our people, municipality and provinces that are our clients understand the implication of zero budgeting? Um, thank you very much. Those are the questions that I wanted to add to to the questions. So can we get the department to respond? We'll start with the acting DGs and then the GMs will follow. Can we have um, acting DG Trevor? Thanks, uh, thanks, Madam Chair, Honourable Chair. I'm uh, back in. Um, I will run through the um, questions, uh, starting with uh, Honourable Mosala. Um, in terms of the, um, the, the the time frames on the um, on the on the changes, um, with particular reference to COVID one, the COVID one intervention, which was uh, uh, the uh, delivery of static tanks in the main and uh, the carting of water by a motorized tanker, that program is anticipated to be completed uh, to conclude at the uh, end of August, um, and then the phase two projects. Uh, while we've made the adjustment to the APP, uh, we're still working with the municipalities in terms of the final scoping of those projects and the municipalities um, are uh, preparing the revised business plans. Um, those projects could take from six months to, uh, to 18 months uh, uh, to conclude, um, but um, so, so we'll monitor as 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 we as we move forward, and we will, from time to time, I'm sure, be able to uh, report back to the uh, portfolio committee on uh, uh, on on progress. The long-term reticulation projects; those were chosen uh, uh, for for accelerated completion, and they'll provide the sustainable water supply to those communities which are particularly vulnerable um, at, at, at the moment. I've taken note, uh, Madam Chair, of the points raised by um, Honourable Mosala with regard to the service delivery protests, the, uh, with particular reference to the Kinko Chayo uh, protest last week. Uh, um, there has been 
uh, engagement both with the municipality and with uh, Mgani Water, who will uh, be uh, taking on uh, going forward the responsibility uh, for uh, water services provision in that area, uh, given that the uh, district municipality has terminated a contract which they had with a uh, particular service uh, provider. And uh, I think uh, if uh, Honourable uh, Murfala, uh, with regard to tanker services, um, if uh, there are any areas where, where we do have deficiencies, uh, if those uh, deficiencies can also just be logged with uh, the department's call centre so that we can respond to those. And one recognises that, uh, yes, there will be from time to time places where tanks will run empty. And if we do get those uh, calls to the call centre, um, uh, we uh, uh, it will assist us in terms of uh, directing the, the tankers. So thanks for those inputs. Um, Chair, with uh, Honourable Chair, with regard to the points made by Honourable uh, um, Tserka, particularly around the wastewater treatment works, I'm sure that um, um, Honourable uh, uh, DM Mashaba will also make an, uh, make some input on this. But uh, we've recently uh, established an anti-pollution task team, which is uh, now assessing the uh, status of the water treatment works uh, across the country. And based on that assessment, we will um, engage with the uh, with COCTA and also with the municipalities in terms of uh, uh, developing an implementation plan to do uh, refurbishment. Uh, that goes hand in hand, uh, Honourable Chair, with the uh, revival, if I could put it that way, of the Green Drop program. Um, and through that Green Drop program, we'll be able to uh, put the uh, uh, the um, uh, put action plans in place in terms of uh, uh, catching up on a backlog in terms of maintenance on the wastewater treatment uh, works. Um, with regard to job creation, um, the the job creation, I, I think you've you've got uh, there's in in the APP there's an indication of 1,295 job opportunities, which uh, uh, which which will be created. Um, with regard to uh, Madam Chair, the points that uh, that you make on the uh, the the conditional grants and the outcome of the AG's report on the compliance with those allocations, uh, yes, indeed, a a a concern for the department as well. Um, I will, uh, together with uh, with my finance team and the um, infrastructure unit of the department, uh, be upscaling our own uh, monitoring on those projects so that um, on the use of those funds and the and and um, complying with the conditional grant uh, requirements so that um, as you may be aware is that when on the conditional grants to municipalities we do transfers on a on a quarterly basis and uh, we would then see what intervention we would have to put in place if the conditional grants are not being complied with in terms of withholding funds until we start we, we then uh, comply once again so we will put an action plan in place uh, on the basis of the uh, weaknesses that have been identified through the AG's report. Uh, but thanks for uh, for raising that, uh, Madam Chair. I think I've covered all of the questions that were directed on water.
Yes, thanks, Madam Chair. If there is one that I've missed, if you could just, uh, I can come back to it if I, I'll just check my notes again. Thanks, Madam Chair. Thanks, Honourable thank Members. Thank you, thank you, Acting DG Lishaban. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, I, I, I want to confirm, Chairperson, that I am not in a bad mood. I see uh, there's a complaint that I did not deliver any salutations at the beginning of my presentation. Uh, that's an oversight on part. Um, I do accept that salutations are important and I recognize all the members as constituted here. Chairperson, the questions that have been advanced, I suppose I want to start with the business plans that uh, provinces are required to submit. Members would recall that by the end of March, we had approved all the provinces' delivery plans uh, with all the necessary figures, projects, uh, budgets attached to those projects, their state of readiness, uh, their location, and so on and so on and so on. So, Chairperson, when we gave provinces two weeks to revise those business plans, um, the reality is that they are having to go back to individual contracts that they have. Uh, members would, appreciate, would, would recall that there's nearly 2,000 projects that are funded through these grants. So each province has had to go back to revise the contracts committed to each project. But in doing so, Chairperson, they can't do that in isolation without consulting with the municipalities and the other structures uh, in that regard. So we accept, Chairperson, that this matter is urgent. And from what we see is that in the main, provinces are merely negotiating the reduction of commitments in respect of the projects. Now, um, there are very specific contractual issues that must be managed, but the good side of it, and I'm saying the good side, not necessarily that I'm celebrating it. The lockdown also forced contractors to come to the table to say, under lockdown conditions, we are not on site. Therefore, we can't meet the commitments that we've made. So it became a convenient convergence when the departments then had to revise those contracts. So, Chair, I'm fairly comfortable that um, the revisions to these targets are not only, they are not theoretical, they are really practical and very specific to each project. So members would also recall that projects are also multi-year. So some of the projects would have started in the past financial year, carrying on in this financial year. So between the lockdown and now the reduction in budgets, provinces are having the opportunity to reconcile that. Um, we were very ambitious, Chairperson, in asking to giving provinces two weeks, but 
they've done their best. I've engaged with pretty much all the HODs in this respect. And what we are seeing is um, a revision of those targets that is informed by material conditions on the ground. So what we will do, Chairperson, with your permission, because at this point, what you are appropriating is the allocation of a grant to a province for this particular policy objective. And therefore, once we've received all those business plans from the uh, delivery plans from the provinces and the metros, we would be in a position at your uh, pleasure, Chairperson, to come back and outline the full extent of those projects. One. Two, that goes, Chairperson, to the request to unpack the informal settlements upgrade. We'll be very happy, Chairperson, to do so. We are very delighted about the depth of our plans. We'll be happy to come back to tell you in the city of Jobek, what is the extent of informal settlements, which one is being prioritized, for what intervention, at what cost, within what timeline. Um, I'm very happy, Chairperson, we'll be, able, we'll be happy to come back to you on that. Similarly, Chairperson, we will be very happy to come back to confirm um, this emergency housing assistance grant that is in place. Safe to say, Chairperson, that members would be aware that this grant is only entering its third year of existence. And it was introduced specifically to assist provinces and municipalities to respond to situations of disaster where houses are damaged or emergency temporary accommodation is required. Now, as the grant provides, it is accessed on the demand by provinces or municipalities. And therefore, uh, a municipality would apply. We would process that, verify that indeed there's a, a, an emergency that's required, and we respond to that. We are very proud of our turnaround time in this respect. Um, and what we've been always decrying is the fact that once we've approved those grants and they are in the municipalities' accounts or the provinces' account, then they do not act and implement the solution. And I want to tie this response, Chairperson, to now what you've asked to say, how do we ensure that there's compliance with these conditional grants? Um, the compliance framework is in place. The second part is that having seen all the weaknesses over time, in some cases we've had to revise the delivery model, and I know the delivery model for uh, emergency housing is something that will come in the media adjustments. That's the agreement we have with Treasury. That adjustment to the model where we don't transfer money, but rather we can approve a project and then implement it directly uh, in that province, in that municipality, in cooperation with that municipality, so that we defeat this question of holding the funds that are availed. But Chair, we can come back with those details. We can come back with um, uh, the, 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 the elaborate program definition. 
safe to say, Chairperson, under COVID-19, now in the state of uh, disaster, what we are having to do, Chairperson, we've then had to scope the country and now identify with provinces and municipalities those settlements that are overcrowded. And we said, okay, now let's process the applications for the emergency housing for these specific ones. And therefore, Chairperson, once there's approvals in that respect, we are then having to uh, approve the funding for those projects. But we are happy to come back to the, pol uh, to, to the uh, portfolio committee with those uh, requirements, uh, as, uh, as would outline. Chair, from, from where I sit, the reductions in budget, um, it has two effects. And I know members are asking what are the implications and impact over the medium term. Chair, as I said last week, the budget reduction, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, you are reducing the resource pool that's available to buy these deliverables. And therefore, two things happen. It is forcing us to reprioritize. And members will see when we come back with the business plans, we are having to scale down on the full house and prioritize because that's the need of the hour in the context of rapid urbanization that we provide service sites rapidly. Um, therefore, it's forcing us to reprioritize but make trade-offs about what we put forward and what will come downstream. In so far as title deeds is, is concerned, Chairperson, the priority on title deeds has not shifted. It is now funded through the main grant, which is the HSDG and USDG, which means that within that grant, as you do your whole planning, you now have to deal with the outstanding parts from previous projects, because when you take it out of the main grant, we are making a, 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 a unintended consequential operational dilemma in that provinces then treat the backlog as if it's something that must be only funded through the dedicated funding, when in fact it's part and parcel of core business. So that's the, the shift there, Chairperson. Now, I can confirm, Chairperson, that the affordable rental relief uh, package that the 300 million, the two 300 millions that are in the transfers. Um, Chair, that is work that we are seized with around the clock. You were asking what is the timeline for this framework that we are talking about. Chair, I can confirm that that is work that uh, we, on our timeline, we are on schedule to finalize our consultations, including Treasury, um, by the end of this month. Uh, and I'm saying so because we've had to now go back and relook at all the relief measures that are now available to households, UIF and other issues. So we then had to then reconcile all of that to avoid the scenario of double dipping. That proved to be far intense than we initially anticipated but we've got the proposal the draft is on the table but there's still work that we need to do chairperson we appreciate the agency in this regard um in fact uh minister is convening 
an extraordinary minmec in the coming week. Again, these are the things that we are looking at, Chairperson. Um, Chair, I want to... Uh, I think I've answered all the questions, Chairperson. Safe to say that I must agree with Honorable Augustine that the title deed does far more than just secure tenure. It empowers the household. It does all of the things that he said. And that's why the program enjoys priority in our environment. Chair, I will follow up with the deeds office closure. I am not aware. I know that after the lockdown, when we moved to level three, all of these um, functionaries or rather segments of our delivery system have had to come back into operations. That's the deeds office, that's the surveyor general, and they required very specific arrangements. I am aware, though, Chair, that there is nationally a serious backlog in registration and transfers of property. It's, it's, it's a huge one. Um, I think in some cases that backlog has now gone to about six months because remember under lockdown, municipalities closed, therefore the race clearances can't be done, the deeds office was closed. So the whole chain was then uh, colla not collapsed, but suspended. So everybody's going back on stream under uh, very strict conditions compliant with COVID-19. But we will check, Chairperson, the, the deeds office. I will um, do that uh, in the course of the day. But I was not aware of that specific one. I do suspect it's not the isolated case. It might well be around the country, but we'll check on that, Chairperson. Um, Chair, in conclusion, let me also say, Chairperson, that I have previously addressed the committee on the difficulties that we are having to navigate, not as an excuse, but rather as the reality that presents itself uh, in this context of um, concurrent functions. The distribution of powers and functions is what we are having to navigate because even as we will revise the delivery models, we do not have the authority nor the power to tramp on the constitutional distribution of powers and functions. But we are having to then do things very differently to help provinces and municipalities improve their performance. We are establishing, in some cases, provincial-wide steering committees. Why? So that we are then able to be very close to provinces' operational environments. In some cases, Chairperson, we are putting in place um, what I call special purpose arrangements. The members would be aware that we signed these implementation protocols with some of the metros. Why? To expedite projects and programs. So we are alive to the difficulties of underperformance on the side of province and municipalities. We've also had to then come closer to their operational environment. And therefore, that's why we're taking full advantage of the district development model we are taking full advantage of intergovernmental fiscal or other intergovernmental relations, uh, collaborative implementation of programs. Chair, I know the question was not directed uh, to, to us as acting DGs, 
but I can assure Member Power that I have my full set of teeth, uh, Chairperson. But I know she was talking to about the proverbial teeth of authority. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Acting DG. Um, I, I might have missed the the issue of uh, job creation. I didn't get it uh, from both you and and DG Trevor. Uh, Honorable Zeki asked for in your target. There is no target for creation of jobs, and and I felt it's, it's important for for you to respond to that uh, question. Honourable Chairperson, it's, uh, it's, um, it's Emma. I just wanted to also follow up um, acting DG with your full set of teeth. Nice one. No, 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 no. no. Shining. There was a question of my answered. The impact of the type of DG wasn't Thank Honourable Power. Sorry, you yeah, you you will follow up later on. Let's allow them to finish their their response. I wanted to tell them that they've not responded to to one question of job creation, and then they will we'll, we'll you will have opportunity. All of us to have a follow up question. We are going to have cool. the opportunity. We still have we still have enough time. Can we allow them uh, to the two DMs to? Uh, input on the on the on the on the questions, uh, but both the DGs have not responded on the job creation. I'm not sure whether their DMs will will respond on them. DWS did chair. Okay. Yeah, it's only human settlement. Human settlement. I can I can respond, okay. chairperson. Um, my apology, Chairperson. It's, 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 a, it's an oversight on my part. It's actually the job creation targets as well as the transformation targets. Um, those, Chairperson, we will be happy to submit, but I can confirm, Chairperson, we do track the job creation aspects per contract, what type of jobs, uh, how long are these and so forth so uh, both in the direct construction also in the uh, indirect in terms of material supply etc etc chair we, we when we bring the the revised targets in terms of delivery outputs this is what we will be able to do chairperson we will attach then those targets both for job creation we do track them also chairperson for um, the set asides, as in the transformation targets, chairperson. My apology for uh, overlooking that question, chairperson. Ma'am, I apologize. Thank you, DG. Uh, DM. Thanks, ma'am. Sorry. Oh. Uh, DG Trevor. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. you have responded. Yes. DM. Thanks, Madam. Thanks, Madam Chair. Can oh. I come in? Okay. Oh, Honourable uh, Acting DG Trevor. Yes, come in. Yeah. 
So, sorry, ma'am. I, I did, in fact, respond to that uh, question, and I indicated that uh, uh, there were 1,295 uh, uh, job opportunities in terms of the COVID, uh, in terms of the capital program, um, but any changes which might be affected through the revised business plans that we get from the municipalities for the COVID phase two program, we will report back separately on those. But that was the figure that I gave in my response. Thanks, ma'am. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, DM Chwete. Thank you very much, Chair. Chair, um, FNGG has touched on all the, the questions, but mine is to close, and, and I want to promise the committee that we will have to do things differently going forward because of COVID-19. And again, Chair, I think um, Honorable Powell said the minister does not uh, attend committee. And I, I, I can't remember when a minister don't give the reason why the minister is not in the meetings. But this one, Chair, our culture, we do respect bereavement and we don't actually discuss bereavement. I know that uh, the minister is bereaved and Minister is always in the meetings, except when she's going to to NCC. And I think um, uh, uh, I don't agree with uh, Honourable Powell that Minister doesn't uh, attend meetings. And again, Chair, I think it's it's actually um, we we're taking note um, to the fact that some budget cuts will have a negative impact on us, but we understand fully that such cuts were necessitated by COVID-19. And, and ours uh, uh, portfolio committee is to do what we can with what we have, and that's it. We must spend on what is given uh, to us. And I do want to promise members that we will monitor the, 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 the municipalities and also the, the provinces to make sure that they they all, especially on the issue of, of title deeds. Chair, and I know that you've been uh, worrying, and, and, and it's our worry too, that um, uh, um, provinces sometimes don't use this, this grant. And we will make sure this time, Chair, because there is COVID-19 and, and people must, must do things differently. And we, we've raised, um, uh, Honorable Zeki, that um, we need to, to actually come back to unpack on some of the issues that you've raised. The informal settlements, we're keen to do so. Chair, anytime you want us, uh, I, I think we get paid because we must do the work. And as long as you, you call us, we will definitely make sure that we, we, we come with a comprehensive report concerning the, the informal settlement. And again, Chair, I think our committee should be called upon to accept the reality that COVID-19 and its um, negative effects will live amongst us for as long as uh, this COVID-19 is, is, is here. And it will not just perish on its own, but will require that all of us should change the way we do things and respond to it uh, uh, and I, I think again, uh, Honorable Powell, the, I think, although the DG has already touched on it, 
And in some cases, most offices, you'll find that they've closed because of um, COVID-19. Sometimes the staff is, is also affected with COVID-19. But um, I will also make sure that you get that report why the, the DITS office is closed. And you'll get that report even in writing. We will give you, the, uh, you send it to the chair in writing. And I do want to chair, to say, chair, I thank you very much, Chair, for, for your good work. And also, um, please bear with us And in some uh, areas where you are not happy with. We'll try and, and correct those, as, those issues that you are uh, complaining or talking about. And, and your good efforts, Chair, the fact that you always advise us how to do things, it does help us. It does help the committee. So we, we, we actually appreciate the way you, 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 you advise us. And, and also sometimes we get disappointed because we give money to provinces and if provinces um, don't do things the way we want, sometimes um, they make us to be whipped by the portfolio committee. But it's our job to make sure that we monitor them and do the right thing. Chair, with those few words, uh, I do want to say, please make sure that you are safe with COVID-19. Wash your hands and sanitize all the time. We don't want to some of us to be sick. I thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Honorable... Um, Honorable Masovo. Uh, Your Excellency, uh, uh, Comrade Chair and, uh, and members, thanks for allowing us to, to make the presentation and uh, some of the comments and the questions. Well, the acting DG, uh, uh, Trevor, has uh, answered uh, a number of questions. Uh, when it comes to water, Chairperson, uh, as I indicated during my opening remarks, the changes are, are not very major because uh, if you look at the budget that uh, we're supposed to ring fence so that it can go back to the national fiscal so that it can correspond to the contribution by the state on the 500 billion that the president has uh, announced uh, we're supposed to have lost uh, a lot more than a billion rent but as we're saying that uh, Trevor made a presentation to say how much uh, has been brought back and the amount that uh, has not been uh, uh, coming back. There are certain important principles that honorable members should just note. Is that the money that we're supposed to surrender, it was taken to certain provinces uh, in terms of uh, uh, projects that were not ready but very important that we're being allocated in those provinces. And now it is important that our instructions that this money must be able to assist all those provinces that are affected. And we want to prioritize provinces where the money was taken. That's why Trevor speaks about the business plan. All the water services authorities now, they've been advised by us for you to be able to use money you will never be able to use money without the instrument of us approving the business plan because the business plan are very important for us to do. And we are supporting those uh, various provinces. 
Uh, Honorable Fighter Mushala, I can advise you yesterday I was in Skukune uh, because uh, I know we are worried about certain issues like we are worried too. The issue of the availability of the source is going to be very important. There are areas where issues of source availability is a problem. And um, that's why in certain instances where the intervention we made in the short term as a temporary relief, that has a very clear cut-off date, like uh, Trevor has said, we are not saying that it's a permanent solution to provide people with water cutting. We don't like water cutting. But in the meantime, citizens don't have water, and water is a right. We can't have citizens that will go for a day without having access to water. The state, that's why you have to do that particular phase one to do that. But we know it is not sustainable. And we also know that the same process can be exploited for people who are engaged in corruption and also malfeasance. Very quite aware about those particular processes. That's why phase one, there was a clear process of ensuring that working well even with the AG, and our health system has been put in place to deal with those issues. In Skukune, for an example, yesterday, we're very pleased to know that uh, the private sector has responded to the call by His Excellency, the President, to say they too can play a part. There is a mine there. I'm not going to mention the name of the mine because discussions have been concluded right now. A mine in Skukune, that is under currently what they call it a, a maintenance care, where there are limited staff, there's a limited operation. That particular mine has an, has an excess water of more than 10 megaliters, which is more than one, uh, it's uh, more than 10 million liters of water that they are able to produce per day. That water is available, it's a source, it's a groundwater. The only issues that we need to solve working together with the province and the municipalities is how to support them because they are making that water available, some of through the boreholes, a very good initiative. But that matters are being attended to. It's not correct that uh, in 26 years we have failed. In 26 years, records have indicated that we've made a lot of advances. Many communities that have no access to infrastructure and access to water in the main, they do have access. The numbers will not lie because there's official statistics. But however, we're very humbled to be saying that we are the first one to admit that more still needs to be done. Hence, that's why we're presenting this adjustment. But let's not create an impression that nothing has been done. There are system failures, but where progress has been made, let's admit there is progress. Uh, you know, Honorable Fighter, that will always say, let's not, we are not masking our difficulties. But equally, we will not be able to tell lies because history will not allow us to do so. Honorable members, if you look at how we are looking at sustainability, because there's a sustainable infrastructure, which is small infrastructure, large infrastructure, the money that has been able to come back as the acting teachers made the presentation, just look at the provinces that are mostly affected, either because of issues of drought, either because of issues of lack of access itself, 
and see how much there's been a prioritization by the department to assist those particular provinces. At a particular point, Your Excellencies, you received a report from Statistics South Africa by the Statistician General, uh, Comrade Madulek, where he told you that Eastern Cape has a lot of challenges around issues of water, Wazulu Natal, Limpombo, and others, most rural provinces, because the apartheid government chose to bring infrastructure and to bring water even from other provinces to Gauteng, just for political reason and also economic reason for uh, uh, this. Eastern Cape, if you check those lists that are indicated there in municipalities, the numbers that Trevor has given you, more than 91 inter interventions to bring about sustainability, just for Eastern Cape. And the number for Eastern Cape is high because it's very consumerate with the magnitude of the work that must be done in the Eastern Cape. You look at the province for free state as an example on those annexures we've given each space where this must happen. Free state we've given a number 36 where these resources are coming so, so that even in your own constituents, you'll be able to see these are the areas and the money where we're sending this money for the adjustment. In Gauteng is more than 50. In Limpompo, where I was uh, yesterday, Honorable Fighter Musala, more than 100 of them. If you look at Skukune alone, 11 of those interventions and projects must be able to ha happen. But we must admit that these water services authorities, they have different capacities. And that's why the department must also be able to assist them. We don't want the business plan when it comes, it fails. That's why we must work jointly and put teams to work with them so that when the business plan is there is coming, we are able to approve it. They are able to start to put, uh, uh, to actually, they, they should, these projects, I can say, they must be shovel rate. You look at our own uh, province like Pumalanga, more than 50 of them. You look at Northern Cape, we have more than 86. Northwest, you know there are challenges of water there. 61 of these other interventions just to bring up our sustainability are there. You look at the Western Cape, which we have more than 16 of them. Very clearly defined to say, what is the space? What is the time? What we need to be able to do? And it's a very important process that we need to be able to do because we don't want these provinces to lose the money because of their failure to be able to implement. And then we are actually firming up our support capability. The other matter that I thought we should be able to respond to, and uh, Trevor has uh, been in a position to respond, the issues around water quality, or the issues of the deterioration and the pollution, these are the issues we don't take them lightly. These are the issues we are trying to be able, we need your support. For an example, this coming weekend, it's an important date in our calendar where His Excellency our first president, Nelson Mandela, will have turned 102 years. And we are running a campaign as a department around the issues of the protection of the resource that included the question of cleaning of rivers and adopting of rivers. It would be very helpful that your excellencies, honorable members of parliament, you too, you join the campaign, adopt a river in your own province or in your own locality, 
and we should be able to support you so that these rivers, they can be cleaned to preserve the environment, but not only cleaning them, getting involved in the other projects around uh, water resource protection, which is you're working for water, you're working for fire, so that we can create jobs for young people. Therefore, as part of fighting COVID-19 and also part of the greening of the environment, the ministry is inviting you to participate and be able to join us uh, in dealing with uh, those uh, 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 issues that we have raised. Honorable Powell, thanks for your question, but uh, we are aware there is an apology from the ministry and uh, Comrade Mampem has, she has responded to them. Who, uh, bereavement is not within our hands. And if we have submitted a question to the minister for a written response, at a particular time, our ministry will be able to respond to you. But we are on record. One, that the structure has been finalized. Remember, you asked these questions in May again. We said the structure has been finalized. Now it gives us an opportunity to stabilize the administration. We undertook to fill the position of the director general, the CFO, and others because it's an important issue that the administration must be stabilized. But you, we have also all admitted that the team that we brought, especially the 18 DG Chang'an and the team, they've been able to stabilize the department and they've been able to, to assist the department to give a shape that even yourselves, you are having a degree of comfort that we are on the right path. DG Changane could not join us now, and that's why Trevor is acting, and we have interacted with Comrade Trevor in the past, very capable and a seasoned engineer of note the country has produced. These people that are acting, they are acting with full delegation and authority in terms of our statutes. To act does not necessarily mean that you don't have the, state, the, the authority to make decisions. During the same acting period, they have acted without any fear or favor or contradiction. That's why on issues of malfeasance yourselves, we have noted a report that we are making action through these uh, acting accounting officers. But definitely we agree with you. The stabilization of the administration is sacrosanct, non-negotiable. We are proceeding on that path as part of the turnaround of the department will continuously report to you on that uh, particular point. On the issues of jobs, uh, Chair, as we have always guided us, we will make it a standard issue. Trevor has responded on how many jobs do we want to create. These jobs, Chair, this is what we call them direct jobs. Water has a capacity as a main input and a catalyst and enabler there are other indirect jobs we can be able to actually demonstrate in the value chain of the impact uh, we are actually making. Those are some of the issues that uh, Honorable uh, uh, Comrade Chairperson, I thought we should be able to respond as a first take. But once again, we must be able to appreciate the continuous guidance, including the criticism. It has always been very fair and it has always been very constructive. Uh, by engaging with you while you do your oversight, we become much better because those of us in the department, we are not going to claim that we have monopoly of wisdom, 
about some of these challenges because you are indeed rooted among your own communities in dealing with those issues. Uh, that's what I will be able to say. Mountain has covered me. We are also supposed to continuously um, be very proud of the men and women who continue to work in the water sector, in the front line, to ensure that water is available, to ensure that even if there are some challenges around infrastructure, there are limited disruption during this particular period. And some of these men and women, they too are victims of COVID-19. While we count some of those men and women in the country, let's also not forget to actually send our messages and condolences to those that belong to our sector. Because all of us, we look so beautiful this morning. Someone needed to treat the water, someone needed to open the valve, and someone needed to do something all the time. Yalebuka Jefferson. DM. Thank you very much, DM. Mshovo uh, and DM Chwete. Honorable members, you, you can now, um, if you want to do a follow-up, um, Honorable Powell was the first one. Honorable Powell. Thank you, Honorable Semenya. Just for uh, the acting DG for DHS, I don't believe that you answered the question, the specific question around the title deeds restoration grant. So, so my specific question would be that um, with the 377 million rand being um, transferred to the emergency housing grants, I wanted to know how this reduction will impact the work of the department over the medium term and how this has already impacted the number of title deeds planned to be issued. Uh, the, the title deeds program has been a priority program for the department since uh, sort of 2017-18. As, as you've said, you did touch on it being, being in a state of crisis, which I suppose is, is even more reason for concern because now we're having the, the, the entire budget reallocated. So I'd like, I'd like you to please let us know how it's going to impact in the medium term and what the implications are for the ordinary man and woman in the street. Um, and then I, I note with concern um, that the APP that, that we've been sent, I think it was last night, so it goes up on the PDF, it goes up to page 80, but on the actual pages, the, the numbers on the physical pages, it goes up to 129, which tells me that we're missing roughly 40 pages. And if you just do sort of a perfunctory um, analysis of, of, of this APP, you can see that obviously, number one, it's been scanned, but number two... Uh, if you were to just as an example go to page 77 it states where it starts with the program two urban settlements development grant but then uh, two pages later it jumps straight to program four so, so we've got no information on what's going on with program three so it seems to me um acting dg that that this app has been incorrectly scanned and it actually doesn't uh, reflect all of the amendments. So that's quite a big problem. I've written to Parliament to Andrew and his team asking for copies of what the department submitted to Parliament um, 
under the ATC for tabling yesterday because if you guys have submitted what we as parliamentarians have received, then 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 you, you've submitted a, a, a completely incomplete document. Um, uh, Honourable Deputy Minister Mishlobel, I am... <laughs> I'm getting tired of hearing that there's a process. There's a process for lots of things. But the process for for uh, employing a director general is 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 the priority because the director general is essentially the the head of 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 the department and all of its programs, its budget, you know, there's it's a it's a very very senior and very important role. And so when as a member of this portfolio committee exercising my constitutional functions, I ask you as the Deputy Minister to account to this committee, you are here to answer to this committee, I ask you what the process is and what the timelines are. I don't want to be told in return that there's a process. So I understand that you're in a difficult position in that you you can't speak necessarily on the Honourable Minister Sisulu's behalf, um, but please don't come to this committee and, and keep telling me that there's a process. Uh, the 900 billion rand water services master plan was tabled as far as I think it was October last year. And that, that sort of set the blueprint in motion for the stabilization, certainly of DWS. So it's, 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 it's actually a crisis at this point, especially during COVID. And it's absolutely not to diminish the you know, incredible work and the integrity and the professional knowledge and the years of experience of the acting DGs. In fact, it's got nothing to do with the acting DGs. It's got to do with the fact that that it is a, a serious ethical, moral uh, and procedural problem that this department over a year into the sixth term of parliament still has not appointed director generals. And I think that most MPs, um, and 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 sector specialists w would agree with that. So I, I really don't think that I'm out of line or, or playing politics in asking that question. And then last thing, chairperson, um, I wrote to you about two weeks ago. The NCOP received a, a progress update um, from the honourable minister and the and the and the department on the COVID interventions undertaken by the two departments to date. And, and I, I wrote to you, Chairperson, requesting Sam for, for this uh, portfolio committee. So can I just please get some clarity on you when, as uh, members, we can expect a, a progress update on interventions undertaken, uh, progress made, and, and, and um, expenditure against allocated emergency budgets. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honourable Member. We will respond to your questions, Honourable Member. Let's, let's okay. get another member. Who's, who's that? Sifai, Chair. Okay, Honorable Sifai. Thank you, Chairperson. <clears throat> the, 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 the issue, uh, DM Masobo, of water tanks, one has got a, a worry uh, which is not a perhaps a, a, which doesn't have facts. Are we really confident that those tanks will always be full of water? Uh, I hear that it's the municipalities that must fill up the tanks. But I get a question that uh, if then we hear that there's no water in the tanks, we have to come and fill up. 
whose role is to fill up the tanks? You see, because the I know that uh, the national department is seen as a panacea of everything. Now, perhaps that there is a need to clarify uh, the issues of procedure, whose role is to do that. I want just a clarity. The, the, the second one, Chair, is a matter on how we should conduct ourselves in parliament, in a professional institution, and how we should identify uh, the deputy minister and the minister. I may be alone in the issue of uh, a concern how uh, Honorable Powell has raised the issue of the minister. She says, she's not responding to my questions. I know she's a very busy woman. I, I, I know that uh, why there's a, there are rules and different way of addressing <laughs> each other is to avoid some connotations that could say something else. A woman is a female being, but when you are in the wars of parliament, she's not a woman. She's a minister, she's an honorable minister. You cannot say honorable Mashwabo is a busy man. I, I, I want to check if perhaps uh, maybe I'm reacting uh, uh, on, on the matter, how she has raised the issue of a very busy woman, as if she's sweeping the floor at home now. I, I just want the clarity on that. Uh, it, it didn't sound well. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, honorable members. Any other member? Can I come in, sir? Yes, Honorable Masala. Okay, thanks so much. You know, Chairperson, every time when we are in these meetings, we've been told that when we require information in a form of writing, we've been told that the information will follow us, but nothing is happening. The previous time when we were here, I talked about the issue of the NRRT. That was, uh, according to me, it was dissolved as per the media statements. And then acting DG Lechavani said is not. Only the part of the water and sanitation was dissolved and the human settlement part was not dissolved. Then we requested something in a form of writing. We requested uh, that communicate in a form of writing. Till now we have not yet received anything. And many have got them on my book. Things that every time when we are here, we are told that they will follow us, but they are not coming. Mm. So we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, we, 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 it seems like we've been undermined. We come here, talk, and then the officials told us that they will give us information, but the information is not coming. So that is out of order and it must not happen. We need the information that you promised us to give us. Please give us the information. With regards to the issue of the 18 director generals, really, DM uh, Mashovo, we are very concerned. It's been long. Even if you can go back to the Auditor General's reports, you can see that the issue of acting positions in the Water and Sanitation Department and Human Settlement, let me talk about Water and Sanitation because I was looking too much on that one. It's, it, it's been yes and yes, we've been having these acting positions. 
we are not talking about this acting position because we're coming here and try to to to, to embarrass the ANC or to embarrass those ones that are leading, but it's not on. Anyway, in each and every institution or any organization where there's no hate, things sometimes doesn't go well because there's no hate. An acting person, anytime he can leave. So we need accountability in all these departments. So for accountability to happen, we need permanent employees in those positions of the director general and the CFO. The CFO has been acting forever. And I don't think uh, this is on according to us. And we're going to finish these five years, the CFO acting, and we have acting DGs in all the departments. This thing must come to an end. I don't understand what is the problem of just um, uh, going through a panel, interviewing people, and hiring those people. The other thing is I can see that um, you took somebody from the advisory panel. Uh, Mr. Trevor is doing a good work in terms of what I'm seeing so far. But my question is, what processes were undertaken to take a member from the advisory committee to be an 18 DG? Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, any other member? Um, before I give it to the department, um, you know, a D, uh, acting DG Trevor, the the issue of municipalities, it's 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 very serious. We would want you to to make sure that indeed there is yeah, a business good. plan that is that will be followed, and department upscale its monitoring. You know, on the Last week, uh, on the 6th of July, I was invited by the uh, chairperson of COCTA to when the oversight on for local municipality. Uh, when we were given the report of this intervention, they've indicated that 100, you've given them 126 total But when we look at uh, the contract, the, the contractor, what they've appointed one contractor to install all 126 um, tanks, those total tanks. And we asked a question, and there were some of the report were having some of the um, pending completion. And I'm raising these things to say that. To get a business plan is not enough. We want a different approach that as you give conditional grants, business plan as, as approved by yourselves and ministry should be implemented to the latter. And, and, and when we talk about, that's why I was interested when Honorable Zeki, Honorable Zeki raised the issue of uh, job creation. In this regard, you could see that the budget that you have allocated for Polukwan is gone to one man to install those Jojo uh, tanks, which is a problem. And it should not happen uh, in a in country that there is 
increasing job unemployment and 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 there are a lot of people who need jobs and there are a lot of smes who need to be empowered i think we should we should we should uh, we, we we should work very hard with our municipality and 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 the models that the president has launched it must get expression because you would know the budget where the budget comes from and and who must monitor that uh, who will be the champion of the of the project itself so it's it's very important uh, for us to do, to do that and i want to speak i'm not speaking um on behalf of the department that i think one of the things that uh, we should realize as members is that there is a process every that's why there every strategic plan and app as you engage them, you must then finalize your structure. And we're told in the meeting that the structure of the department has just been finalized, uh, which the process of, of, of appointment should follow. I would agree with members that they should fast track them. As this portfolio committee, I think we should then come up with the time frame and say, <coughs> You had a year, you have reworked your structure. Uh, because if we want to, you had your, your structure, then by this time, we need to see um, the positions of those required positions being filled. Because the systems, so that we don't have long standing, outstanding issues on the table. But at the same time, we, we, we provide leadership in terms of when, and, and I want to propose if it will suit members that department by the, when we get the first quarter, the first quarter report, we should then be get the response in terms of how far are you in terms of those positions and, 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 and when will then be the final uh, what is the final due date for those uh, positions? The the last thing, um, Chair, is on the um, illegal contractor con- construction of dams. That's, that is happening in the countries. One of the things that we have discovered as we move around was the illegal construction of dams. Streams are being closed that water should not flow to the dams by some of the farmers in the country. In this case, the Ebenezer Dam, you'd know that at some point you reported that it's at the, its lowest um, 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 capacity. And, 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 and last week we have learned that there is a farmer who has built, has contra- constructed a, a, an, an illegal dams and streams are being closed that's supposed to support that river. And, one, and, and that's the responsibility of the department to make sure that we act with speed to go and, and, and do away with those illegal cons, con, construction. So those are the additions that I wanted to make uh, and, and 
request um, mem- uh, honorable members, uh, DMs, and the 18 DGs to respond. DGs? Thanks, ma'am. Uh, uh, Honourable Chair, thanks for those uh, um, for, for for that input and the advice given. Uh, certainly, with regard to the uh, to the BPs, um, we will uh, tighten up our monitoring in terms of those BPs. And I've taken note of the points that you've made with regard to the phase one uh, COVID intervention in Polokwane and um, the project having been awarded to one contractor and us needing to um, uh, give expression to the president's uh, implementation model. Um, with regard to the, the structure, as uh, DM Mothlobo has indicated, that um, that has been uh, has been finalized. And I take the point that you've made that uh, at the first quarter report, we would have to report on, uh, on progress. I've taken note of that. And uh, Madam Chair, with regard to the Ebenezer Dam and the um, Illegal construction of a what uh, upst- uh, illegal construction upstream of the dam uh, diverting the flow, uh, Madam Chair. If you could give me the opportunity to follow up, if uh, during the meeting I'm able to get a message out just to see whether I can get some follow up, I'll raise my hand and just indicate to you if I've got that information. But I don't have it on uh, on hand right now. So if you could just bear with me on that. Thanks, Madam Chair. Okay, Honorable Lishaban. Oh, sorry. Acting DG Lishaban. Thank you very much, Chairperson. The let me go back to the question from Member Powell in respect of the impact of the reductions in the title restoration grant over the medium term. Chair Allow me to confirm that the committee is aware that the title restoration grant in any case was coming to an end this financial year because it was introduced as a three-year grant uh, instead of being ring-fenced in the main grant. So we are going back to the main grant where the allocation for the title restoration project will then be ring-fenced in there. However, the reduction in the capital budget uh, implies that you are going to reduce the deliverables that were initially planned. The extent of the reductions, Chairperson, is then the subject of the plans that the project provinces have. I say so because to register a title deed, you need to know which project, which development, how many households, and so forth and so forth. And therefore, what we have done, we have then asked the provinces to retain the targets in so far as title deed registration is concerned. Um, we can only confirm, Chair, so once we've received and consolidated all the business plans. At this point, I'm unable to say there is a material reduction to what extent. I don't have those figures as yet, um, but 
the direction that we've given to provinces was to protect two programs in the main. One is the informal settlement subgrading so that there is no reduction. Secondly, the title deed so that there is no reduction. Uh, and what we allowed was then the reduction of top structure, but not the service site. So we'll be able to pro provide that detail, Chairperson, uh, once we receive these plans. Um, I must apologize, Chairperson, for the incorrect scanning. Um, I have a suspicion that because the document is double-sided, the scanning might have gone one way, but we'll, add, we'll, we'll resolve that with the, uh, the those logistics with the uh, committee, the, the admin support in this regard. But um, it was never intended to mislead the committee in, in any way, Chairperson. I also chair would request that you allow us to do that. We can send the, the document, uh, the full document. I was not aware of that scanning problem, Chair. Um, let me also confirm, Chairperson, that the undertakings that we make to the committee to say the additional information that is requested, we will avail it. Now, there's two ways that can be done we can send a, a letter with those attachments or, and I thought that was the purpose, um, the committee would then schedule us to come back to elaborate on those specific issues, uh, the business plans, job creation, all of those. We are happy to do that. But Chair, uh, there's some information that um, we provide, and it's merely in the form of a written response. Um, I will check, Chairperson, because from Member Mashala, the undertaking we made, I think I, I, I had signed uh, a submission to that effect to the office of the chair um, in respect of several questions that we said we'll come back to, and that includes the pension issues for the outgoing ministers and so forth. Uh, allow me, Chairperson, to follow up on that particular one because I know I had made those, um, signed off those letters to your office, Chair. Um, other no, than no, that, I, Chairperson. I, 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 let me clarify. I didn't receive them, uh, Honorable Shabbat, Acting DG. Yes, I will follow that up, Chairperson. Mm. Uh, so um, not to my office, uh, you send them to Koliswa, who's the secretary of the of the committee. Yes. And yes. then it will go to members. That's correct. Not to me. Mm. Yes. Okay. I, 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 I meant the institution, oh. but yes, thank you, Chairperson. Okay. Uh, yes, thank you, Chairperson. I think uh, those are all the, the, the questions that were raised in follow-up. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, DMs? Chairperson, thank you very much uh, for the follow-up questions. Um, I'll, I'll start with uh, uh, Honorable Umam, Umam Sishwai. Uh, Umam Sishwai, uh, what we will do, we do take your and we also receive these concerns we have experienced because I know uh, Many of you are activists there, and we're an activist kind of uh, a portfolio committee, are always on the ground. We 
we we then because when we're doing the intervention honorable members we then made our hotline available uh, uh, so that at least we can be able also to be first-hand to receive information. Our hotline, we've been receiving a lot of information on the ground from people to say, one, either the intervention has not, has not been uh, realized, in other words, that, that the, the storage tanks have not been delivered. In certain instances, we knew that the storage tanks have been delivered but they have not actually been installed, or in certain instances they've been delivered, but um, there is no water there, or sometimes they're standing empty, including the issues of vandalism. Honorable members, you'll, you'll, you'll know, this is the responsibility of the services part, is the responsibility of local government by our own statutes and laws, all water services authorities. But the situation that engulfed the country in terms of um, a COVID-19, we decided to throw the wisdom of a cabinet, the National Coronavirus Command Council, that we should be able to do whatever it takes. We did whatever we take, it took, even taking resources and diverting resources just to support because supporting municipalities is part of section 154 of the constitution to support them and we've done well in that uh, regard the uh, honorable members but there are municipalities that are struggling uh, uh, honorable Mamuslua. we are very correct they are struggling and in instances where they are struggling we we were the ones we had provided storage tanks. We also provided water cards, but we we're supposed to use the very same source where the water was found. In certain areas, the water the water source was too far. There were issues of quality, but in other areas, there were no sources at all. That's why, if you look at phase two, Trevor spoke about. We are trying to help these municipalities again, so that at least were able to deal with the question of sustainable solution. The issue of sustainable solution is looking to say, how do we actually do the issues of exploitation of groundwater, especially where the infrastructure is not there, so that we can use groundwater and put those rural schemes. In certain communities, the Mamsluai, especially in the eastern region, there is no water at all, but people, they are going to certain spots which we call them springs. Let's why part of this intervention in these other provinces and municipalities will we'll, we'll do law a lot around spring protection. Our view is that we are going to be able to continue to support municipalities in as much as it is their job, while some of them are failing in their jobs, to discharge them for various reasons. The reasons might vary from each municipality. But it's going to be important that um, even the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, which is also responsible for the 20 billion rand intervention, if you remember, that has been given, including the MIG allocation. So to come in and support municipalities because it's their primary mandate and function to do some of those. But what we will do, we will continue to receive some of your calls and some of your advice that this municipality is struggling, 
will always be there to try to intervene like we've tried with your own assets. Because all of you, irrespective of the water party, we've been receiving calls from all of you where we are picking up issues and we've tried our best, but there are certain areas where our best has not been good enough. Even uh, Honorable Comrade Faitam uh, Sada, we do speak. Uh, uh, there are areas that we've been able to assist because I'm so happy with the attitude of this portfolio committee because we have made water as everybody's business. Uh, whether is it honorable person, you will chase me around that day, press has problems, will try to fix it. I don't want to talk about you, Chair. We are too much on the ground, which is very good. Yesterday I was in Puluwane too. Uh, uh, this issue of Ebenezer Dam, we did discuss it with the municipality. Uh, I, I never had time to speak to Comrade Trevor, the acting DG. What we will do, Chair, because I know your strong views, nobody must break the law. We are going to send in our scorpions there. They are going to go in there, but we are not going to announce it. I hope uh, those uh, culprits are not watching the program right now. Uh, Trevor, you will send Anil and the team as a matter of agents. Yesterday, if I picked it up, Chair, I would have gone myself because yesterday I started in Buluwan and then I did uh, uh, Skukune to deal with some of those particular issues. But thank you very much about that one. The business plans, uh, Honorable Chair, the attitude is simple. We don't want this thing of a post office. A municipality send a business plan, the department sit down, they do an evaluation, they send it back, they say the business plan is wrong. We have said let them work together, they must bring all the technical people so that the business plan in terms of compliance, that business plan when it comes to the department, uh, it doesn't actually get more delays and will be able to hasten all these other provinces that we have said that we have been able to indicate these are their allocation so that the business plans don't actually take too much time for planning. His Excellency, the President, wants us to be on the ground, and we need to use this money, and it's needed by our communities, this intervention now. We take the point we are raising, Chair, that we must improve our capacity, not only to monitor through reports, because as a regulator, the department plays a regulatory role, but we need to have some kind of people on the ground and a mechanism including using technology to be able to monitor whether these things are happening or not. And we take that that uh, it's an era of stabilizing the department to increase our ability to monitor. Uh, 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 as I was saying, that we can also use technology because even these tankers now, there is also the clear geomapping so that we know where these assets are being delivered. You know? We, we, we also, uh, uh, the issue around the, the incident of um, giving only one company, uh, Trevor and the team working with Rainwater, they will look at it chairperson because giving one company, well, it defeats the purpose for broadening participation. But number two, just from a project management point of view, it also causes problem in terms of the delay, in terms of, of the execution. We'll be able to look at that matter, Chairperson, come back to you and see whether there's still a scope to comply with government policy of uh, broadening uh, participation. Honorable Powell, the matter that you have raised through the Chairperson and Honorable Fighter Mushlala, 
where there are issues that are outstanding, the department has not responded to, especially written questions or questions that were either oral reply that were not. There are parliamentary processes. We'll follow them through so that at least we are able to get questions that we promise to respond to in writing. The difficulty that we must always try to manage, there is also a temptation, uh, rightly or wrongly, I don't want to make a, a judgment, where you find that a particular question has been asked in writing, while we are still formulating the response in writing, and you know that the question you have asked it to some different office, and you want another office to actually do that. We are placing us at a possibility of saying that we have misled yourself as parliament. We don't want to do that. It's the very same issue that we're being asked uh, the other week around. The same question that Mam Pem has to be able to respond to. You don't want us to give us an opportunity. We will not be able to run away from responding to issues. But let's not create a possibility of contradictions where ultimately as members of the executive, we can be accused for contradictions. We agree that you have put that particular question. We will assist you through the minister. That question is going to be formally asked. Those details, because I've not seen your question, but I know that you have asked that particular question. But I do agree. We responded to you well. Where there's been acting, we have been very pleased that the acting have actually performed well, and it is acknowledged by yourselves. We are absolutely correct, and there is no different view from members of parliament that the department must be stable. In terms of stabilizing the, the administration, then the question of filling of post is an important issue. We take up to that and we're prepared as directed by the chair on an ongoing basis. When we present our quarterly report, the issues of stabilizing the administration will give you the report. We'll give you the report. The very same thing that Chairperson that we have said, which is a very profound matter, that all the time you want us also to discuss the impact of our work around job creation. We are prepared to come and account in that particular structured way to give you that information. It's not that uh, I'm thinking we are politicking, uh, Honorable Powell. Continue to ask questions and we will continue to respond to you. In certain instances, you might not like the answer, but that will be the answer we give. And where we don't understand each other, we should be able to clarify. The issue that you also raised, Honorable Fighter Mushal, the NRTT, what the DG promised, uh, very soon he will be back from the leave that he has taken. Uh, Comrade Trevor, who is an acting DG, we are going to be able to work with the secretary just to be able to ensure that that information you receive it because it's not a favor, we'll be able to provide it. And I'll ask Trevor that at least before the end of the week or early next week, through the secretary of uh, our portfolio committee, you receive those outstanding information. And our, our PLOs will also interact with the secretary of the committee and be able to see if there is any outstanding work that we promised that we have not fulfilled and is not malicious and is not intentionally not to submit that information. And we want to thank you for alerting to us that that we must actually pay them. Thank you.
Minister, Deputy Minister, you did not. Chairperson, can I can I give Honourable Chwete? You'll come back, Honourable Member. Honourable Chwete. Okay, not responding. Honourable Mushala, you wanted to follow up. I was just saying, the minister did not uh, respond to me on the process undertaken. Yeah, to yeah. appoint uh, the member of the advisory committee. What uh, process? Thank you. Okay, DM Masaba. Well, chairperson, uh, we we. The, the the issues of the appointment of the acting DG, uh, the executing authority um, uh, uh, on the basis of advice and following the prescription, has made that um, uh, appointment in terms of uh, the legislation. Uh, I will not be able to give to that, but uh, it was within the minister's right, uh, Honorable Fighter Mushala, that uh, Trevor has been just to ask to come in for a short period while the acting DG uh, is uh, uh, is at home during this period of a, a leave that he has taken. Thank you. Honorable Chairperson, uh, Honorable Powell. Can, 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 no, no, Honorable Powell, can you wait? Can Honorable Mushala, the, you, you, the questions, uh, can we ask the department to carry along to so that the minister can respond to yourself if you are not happy with the response of the DM. Uh, Honorable Power. Thanks, Chairperson. I just I, I'd just like to echo the the importance of of the minister coming back to us on that, and it's absolutely no way um, intended to impinge on 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 um, Mr. Bells's capacity. He's a world renowned engineering expert and and a well respected industry leader. It's it's really got nothing to do with 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 the individual, but the the advisory committee. Um, appointed by the minister, as far as I understand, it's a section uh, uh, 76 appointment in terms of the Water Act. And those are discretionary advisory appointments made by the minister, whereas the DG, to my mind, would be a public service and administration appointment that would have to follow uh, sort of the public service legislation in terms of recruitment and selection, transparency, all that sort of thing. So I really do think that it's very important that we understand what processes were followed um, because Honorable Mushlala has, has already noted that she's asked questions around the NRRTT. Um, we keep seeing some very, very concerning stuff coming through in the media on, on the, the way that these appointments are being handled. I have personally submitted uh, probably about 40 questions to also to via parliamentary questions via the PLO directly to the DG directly to the minister and my questions in terms of how the NRRTT appointments are being staffed what the terms of reference are what the remuneration contracts are whether they are 
um, transparently advertised, we, we, we just are not getting the information. So portfolio committee is not a place to play politics, and, and we are certainly not playing politics in this space. But in terms of our function for, for, for oversight, please, um, Deputy Minister and Chairperson, can we receive responses? Um, the PLO uh uh, Ms. Swazi will also have, have been in receipt of, I think, up to 20 questions that I've submitted on that. So can we please get an undertaking that this committee will have a full presentation by the minister and the relevant officials on the NRRTT uh, and the processes followed for the recruitment of those members? Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honourable uh, Powell. Honourable Powell will not call the meeting for the minister to come and respond to those issues. You have asked the question, the minister, in terms of parliament process, processes. Uh, if the minister is not responding, the leader of government, they write to the leader of government to force the minister to, uh, to answer your questions. We cannot call the meeting to come and, 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 and deliberate on the, uh, those NRTTs. Secondly, <coughs> and, and, and I want to repeat this one. Department, when you make pronouncement in the committee that you you the document will follow, you don't have you don't have to wait for portfolio committee to come back to you. You should because you have commit in the committee, write that response to um, Koliswa, who is our secretary, and Koliswa will distribute to the members. So that is how. The commitment that are made in the committee should be handled. But questions for written reply and other things, they've got their own processes and, and they, must be, they must be followed uh, through that process of parliament. So, so I think we, we agree. And honorable members, the, we will not deal with the program now, uh, but as we are going to adopt the, the report in, by Friday, probably would have finalized the, the interaction with the Office of the Chair of Chairs for the program for August. So we'll, 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 we'll inform members, we'll bring the program to members um, <clears throat> on Friday for, for, for adoption. So, so, so that, 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 that's the issues, uh, honorable members. I want to thank everybody for being in this meeting and the meeting is adjourned. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chair, and remain safe. Thanks, Chair. Thank you. Thanks, Chair. Hello, Grace. You scared to see me? I'm sorry. You scared, Mama? How are you, my darling? Good, good, good. Good, good. You scared? I don't hear your voice. Maybe we both scared each other. Yes, I'll call you. <laughs> okay. I see that Connie is here. Where's Connie? Connie? Good. I'm here. Connie, Connie. Hello, mommy. Yes, she is. How are you? I'm good, and how are you? Good. You back me happy. Thank you very much. I will speak to you after this. Uh, there's something that we need to talk about. Oh, okay. Okay, man. Chairperson, you are yeah. muted. I can't hear you. 
I don't uh, speak about who this Connie. I'm speaking about Connie, who's a politician. Where is Connie? Hello, Mama. I was saying close, close the meeting, close the system. Who says this? You must call Connie somewhere, not in the in our meeting. I'm here. Um, Janice is saying Jesse Bude. Yeah, Pila, Yeah, Pila, Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.